live, live. The red light is on. It is a pay-per-view weekend, UFC 294. To my left, the heart and soul of the show, the mighty Quinn. Ryan, how are you, brother? Fantastic. Looking forward to this fight weekend. And it's, it's not even a fight night. It's fight afternoon. Yes. Is, can't wait. Very true. Very true. The grit and the fight of the show underneath in the middle of nowhere. The ruthless one, L. Dawson. L. how are you? I'm good. I'm in the middle of somewhere in Iowa. I don't remember the name of the town. Nevada, Iowa, I think. But yeah, lots of fun. I uh, got my buddy Dakota Bush fighting this weekend out here. So hopefully we'll get to watch the whole card before we head over to his fight. I'm mean, looking forward to a daytime card. Hey, do not end the stream, okay? I will not. I will not. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> we were out his live yesterday. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, me, El, and Maddie, oh, and we had Joe, we had Rafael yes. Esparza was on, Keelan. We had like seven guests. It was a great show, two-hour show. We just had a two-part show because when Maddie was leaving, Maddie, when El was leaving, oh. El was like, hey, later, guys, and ended the whole stream. But we love El more than ever. Every day we love El more and more and more. But, guys, UFC 294, uh, I asked this question nine times yesterday, so I'm not going to ask the same question because we are a betting show. We're going to get into the details of it. But this show 10 days ago or a week and a half ago was Charles Oliveira uh, versus Makhlchev. It was Costa versus uh, Chemayev. Now with Alexander Volkanovsky, media day, uh, it was, I thought it was very lively. Volkanovsky was very stern about how this matchup wouldn't have happened if the roles were reversed. I do believe that. Um, the betting odds are high. Oh, L, jump in, please. I just... Of course it wouldn't have. What a ridiculous thing to say. One guy has to cut to 55 and one yeah. guy really doesn't. Like, no, no, duh. Like, I don't think that you can make that argument when one of you fights at a lower weight class. No, okay. Okay. Let me just, let me honestly play devil's advocate. Uh, even if it was 170, do you think if 296 happens and Colby Covington can't fight, do you think Makhlchev will step up and fight Leon Edwards in 10 days notice? I don't know. It depends. I He's talked about going up to 170. No, I, I Probably agree. Not. Probably not, but that's a different that's, – that's, it's just a different scenario. Like, Volk's like, oh, he wouldn't fight me on 12 days notice. It's like, well, yeah, like one – he needs more time to make the weight because he's actually a lightweight. No, no, I totally get that. I get that. But, like, my – I agree with Volkanowski of him saying – I just think Makhlchev is not that guy to say, I'm going to put it all on the line. Maybe I'm going to fight for a championship on 10 days notice. I just don't think – and, and I could be dead wrong, and, and Ryan, I would love your take. I don't think that's Makhlchev's DNA. I think Volk has a little BMF in him. He has a little risk, a little like – I don't give a shit. Like, I will go for it. I don't think Mach, – I think Makhlchev is more calculated, a little bit more cold. I think he will get the title shot regardless when it happens. Ryan, what's your take on that? I agree with you, Dave, but I don't think it's really fair to say that. I just, okay. um, it's really tough to be in that situation. For um, sure. For sure. If Volk had won this fight in February, would he be doing this? You know, oh, um, yeah. so it's, it's, uh, if, even if it was a draw, who knows? You know, like, it, it, I just don't think it's fair to say that. Uh, there's, there's too much, there's a lot of intangibles there, a lot of, a lot of events. So, I agreed. Just, yeah, I that's, and I totally agree with that. Very, very true. We appreciate it. We're doing a great job like that. Um, real quick with Usman and Chemayev, like this, 
this matchup has been like rumored or talked about for a long time. So at least on this one, especially with Usman moving up, I think Usman has more to gain than I know sounds crazy. Like Volkanovski, of course, to gain to the championship in the rematch. But I think Volkanovski has a lot to lose. Like, and I, and I we talked about this uh, yesterday, L. If Volkanovski lose this fight, like there's a lot for him to lose. Like, I don't think he ever fights for the 155 pound championship again. Like, there's a lot to lose there. Usman, like he he's kind of free rolling right here. Like Usman's like kind of like, hey guys, I'm fighting the boogeyman here. I'm fighting the undefeated guy here. Like I'm moving up. I, he has a lot of free roll here. Where are you guys out on Usman taking this risk on fighting Shamayev? I I agree with what you said. Like he doesn't really have anything to lose right now. Nobody's really paying attention to him. Yeah. Like he he lost to Leon the second time, and it's like this. We just kind of forgot, like we MMA fans have the worst recency bias. Ever. Yes, yeah, and it's yeah. like, we just kind of forgot that this dude was like the most dominant welterweight champ ever. And we just kind of forgot about him. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to like him being the underdog for once. Like I'm not always the biggest fan of Usman's personality, but like I'm finding yeah. myself really rooting for him yeah. here because it would just be such a cool moment to see him come back into the limelight when nobody seems to be taking him seriously. I totally agree. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, you know, it's it, we've seen many times where champions, after they lose their fight or after an established run, where yeah. you know they they want those fights that get them off off the couch. Uh, you know, they're, those sexy fights. Randy Couture did it a lot. Um, yeah. uh, who, who's another good example? Either way, just like the the feature fights, but it's very rare. Dustin Poirier is doing it now. He wants. A yeah, yeah. Dustin's doing, fight. Now. Dustin's doing it now. Dustin's doing it now. And it's just, it's very rare where these feature fights are usually with somebody that's on the rise to contention. So that's why this is, uh, this is coming at a head at a very weird angle. And I think that's what makes it so attractive. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, that meme, it's like, uh, fuck around and you find out like, this is where that meme is. It's Usman and Chimaev. I can't wait. But all right, let's get into what we do guys. Best bet on the board. We usually start ladies first and we have all the respect and love for L. We're gonna start with Ryan. We're gonna we're Go gonna switch it, it up Go a little bit. It. Ryan, what is your best bet on UFC 294? Give it. I to swear, us. if it's the same man. as mine, Ryan. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't think so. I think I think that um, Ankalaev is gonna be Johnny Walker by decision. Nice. I, um, I, need I to like look that. Real quick. I need to look it out real quick just to, to see the reaction to see if it was gonna be like a, a duplicate. But um, I don't expect a lot of flash fight whatsoever i expect a lot of a lot of sandpaper grind against the fence uh you know i expect a lot of that i expect a lot of uh a, a lot of that 90 degrees against the, the fence and the canvas with ankle live on top the first round you know um uh, johnny might show a little footwork you know but eventually he's going to paint himself in a little corner for at least 10 to 12 minutes of the fight and ankle is just going to control him similar to how he did with a few rounds against Jan in his last fight I like that a lot. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that fight, Ryan. I'm so happy you did. This fight is being so underrated. Uh, dude, Ankalaev was in the main event of December's pay-per-view. He was kind of this boogeyman of the light heavyweight division. He's not even been talked about. Like, that fight was a draw. A lot of people had that man winning the fight, uh, Megaman Ankalaev. It was a draw against Oblakovich, and he's been, like, buried ever since. The UFC was not happy on that. He's even buried on this card. I've been watching Embedded. I've been watching Media Day. They're not talking about him. Like, he is not even a part of this card. I see Johnny Walker at the zoo uh, in Abu Dhabi. I have not seen Ankalaev. 
I'm happy you talked about him. I'm happy you have him picking to win. I like that as well. Uh, Miss L. Dawson, who do you got winning? What's your best bet or, uh, yeah, under over what you got for us? It's not the same as Ryan's. Um, <laughs> mine is uh, Ikram Alaskarov to win by KO or TKO over Warley Alves. Man, uh, this is just a fantastic matchup for Ikram. And, like, getting plus 125 for this prop, I just I couldn't pass that up. Like, that's great odds here. I feel like just the way the style, like stylistically, Ikram is a nightmare matchup for Worley. Worley is a welterweight. He has not fought at middleweight since his debut in 2014. And I don't think that this move up is necessarily because he is naturally a middleweight. And that should be his proper weight class. But I think it's just because he's he's getting older, you know. And typically, when you go up in size against a really big physical guy like Ikram Alaskarov, who's so well-rounded, he's got power. He put away Phil Hawes, who I think very highly of, is a phenomenal athlete, great wrestler, also has power as well. Um, Kamzat Shamayev fought Ikram outside the UFC and could not take him down. This dude just has, he has all the pieces to put this together against Worley Alves. With Worley, you, you kind of got to worry about some danger for that first round. He has durability issues. He has cardio issues. He has that guillotine. I don't even think this fight gets to the mat. I think Ikram puts him away on the feet. Um, but I could absolutely see the TKO as well. I like that as well. Uh, real quick, L, are you wearing a Venom UFC hoodie, by the way? I am. The pretty new nice. stuff is dope, by the way. Nice. All their nice. new like fight week stuff is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Um, I'm not going to lie. I won't. <laughs> I will take our text to the grave, Miss L. Dawson. But me and L had the greatest text chain in the history of life. It was fantastic. I'll say it. I'll say no, it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's that good. All right. It was that good. It was that good. All right. Underdog plays right here, guys. UFC 294. I like both of your best bet on the boards. I'm going to play both of those plays. Uh, with Rafael Esparza, I'm going to take that man's money. But what's your guys, what's your underdog play for UFC 294, Ryan Quinn? You know, at the top, top heavy underdog card that we're probably going to hear about later. But I really like Mew and Gafarov over um, Saeed Nurmagomedov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I never I pronounce any of those, and it's always the same one. I just feel that his durability is going to be able to create angles to, you know, back away from the scrambles, back away from the power of the north-south fighter. And uh, I just seen some other fights with his experience. I really wanted to stay away from the top fights for 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 content purposes. So I like Muin in that fight. Okay, I like that one. I I can see that going that way. All right, there we go. Underdog play, Miss L. Dawson, keep it rolling for us, please. I, I agree with Ryan. I think there's a lot of live dogs, uh, just like ones that I didn't end up picking, but like Mike Breeden, I think is a really live dog. I think Bruno Silva is a great dog, but man, I just can't pass up plus 275 for Kamaru Usman. Like we were talking about earlier, I just think he's being completely overlooked here. And it's it's not that this isn't a winnable fight for Chimayev. Of course it is, but it's just too good of value to pass up. We, we literally just forgot about one of the most dominant welterweight champs in history. And, and I think Chimaev is also not a super big guy here. Like he's a, he can make welterweight as well. Most of his UFC fights were at 170. So they're really both coming up together rather than Usman coming up to meet this huge uh, middleweight like we're seeing in the Worley Alves-Ikram fight. 
And I like, although Usman may not put the same aggressive pressure on Chimaev that Burns did, I think that 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 last round against Burns just showed how hittable that it just showed how hittable Chimaev is. And Usman has one of the best jabs, at least in the welterweight division, if not in the UFC, man. It's snappy. It's long. He he stays behind it really well. He stays really defensively sound with it really well. And I just think Chimaev is so hittable. And if that jab is successful and Chimaev can't take down uh, Usman, man, I saw a stat the other day. Usman's opponents in the UFC are 1-37 and 37 against him for takedown attempts. Insane. One guy has taken him down once, and the only reason that happened, that was Leon Edwards, the only reason that happened is because he wasn't expecting it. It's, right. the, it's the punches you don't see coming, right? It's the takedown you don't expect is the one that right. gets you. And I, he's definitely going to expect Chimaev to take him down, and he stays behind that jab so well. I, I just If, if Chimaev can't get him down, Chimaev couldn't take down Ikram in their fight as well. Uh, if he can't get uh, Usman to the mat, I think he can really piece him up here, especially over over that that second and third round. I think Chimaev will slow down a little bit. I know people uh, like the short notice always worries people, but Usman has naturally a naturally good gas tank. He's not a natural gasser, and he is world class at slowing fights down. Chimaev is this controlled chaos. Usman is this sharp, controlled. Uh, I, I dictate the pace of the fight. And so I just, I'm shocked that there's this much good value on Usman here. You, you just, you have to throw a little bit on it. I absolutely love it. And I want to like kind of more statistics and more stuff. I, I want to just double down on this L. Uh, Kamar Usman, this was the last time this man has fought a three round fight. This guy is used to fighting five round fights. So I feel like in a weird way, like Usman can be like, Whoa, like let me be more aggressive early or or a better second round fighter or you know um in the third round when he's kind of maybe the yeah right is he training in Colorado full time still? I think he's been back and forth. I know he's he, been back at Killcliff some more at Killcliff, I think I've okay. Saying. All right, because I was gonna say altitude would help. You know, it, but, uh, it, it I would. think he's I, always had that though. He's always yeah. had that cardio, you know, whether he was even before he made the move. Yeah, like the, the fifth round to Leon Edwards wasn't a cardio thing. It wasn't like, oh, man, at the end of the fourth. I, I mean, for like short, short notice purposes. I don't mean yeah. for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. For sure. Like, right, right. So, so I think that's a big part of it. And then, of course, and, and I know MMA math is probably the worst math in the history of not even just sports, just any math period. But they do have a common opponent in Gilbert Burns. And it is what it is. But let's just be honest. Usman looked. I triple, double, quadruple better against Burns than what Chemayev did. Like the Chemayev Burns was a, uh, uh, this is a bad word, but I'm just going to say it. it was a sloppy brawl. It was just, it was a great fight. It was a fun fight too. It's one of those fights that I always put on like to my on MMA friends. Like they're like, Hey, you know, they, they know what I do. They know I, I, I'm, I love this stuff. They're like, all right, put on a fight. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on Burns and Chemayev. Like, guys, this is fun. The drama. He's sitting on top of the cage. I'm like, guys, Darren Till and them are friends, but they're not friends. I'm like, just watch this for 18 minutes. You're going to love it. You know, like, that's one of the fights. The Usman Burns, like, Usman is, like, uh, strategic. He's like a surgeon in there. He's jabbing. And then the the power, he puts the man out in the third round. Like, it's just, like, it's just a two different type of fights. And like you said, uh at plus 270, I just think Usman's got, like, a real, real shot. And, like, we've never seen also in the Chemayev and Burns fight, and Chemayev only lost one round in it, if you want to say that, 
what happened if Chemayev loses the first round? We've never seen Chemayev on the right. back end of the dance. He's always been, I, I'm going downhill. I'm the bully. I'm in the driver's seat. I would love to see roles reverse. And if he shows us something, that's awesome. We come in Monday and be like, cool, we've seen Chemayev on the other side. And that'd be kind of, that'd be fun. Right. No, so. for sure. And if he beats Usman, absolutely. Like he's legit. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't, we can't say, man, he hasn't beaten anybody. Like, has he really beaten anybody yet? Like this and is the, this is his moment for sure. He's legit regardless. Like if he loses for to sure. Kamar Usman, he's legit, no, legit. regardless. But, but a legitimate title yeah. contender at that point, yeah. you know, like he's ready. Um, Off the couch. That's we just coming. Off the couch and at least a 16 hour flight to Abu Dhabi for Usman for sure. And I get that. And like, Ryan, let me ask you this question. You're the fighter, eight years, Bellator vet, all this stuff. What's the shortest notice fight you have ever done? And I always hear, I hear a lot of times, like, it's great to be a short notice fight, especially if you're in good cardio shape. It's less thinking. It's just, I'm going to go out there and just fight and do what I do. In two and a half weeks. And yeah, that anxiety, I didn't have time for it to build up. You know, I was, I was in pretty good shape. I was, I always made sure that, during my camp, during my whole career, I was in a, at least in one and a half round shape. Okay. You know, just in case you got know, something, things happen. But um, yeah, and, and I didn't, like, it's usually with, with a long layover, I would let that anxiety build up. But that, that was just me. I'm not, it's not, I'm karma right. Usman, but it has it there. Like the flight, as long as you have a few days, you, you, you get with it. You know, like I know I fought all over the world and, you know, even I fought, I've, and, and, and that's the other thing is sometimes, if you fly out somewhere, like I remember I flew to Russia and I had to weigh in the next day and it was like 30 hours of travel. It sucked. And uh, I remember I just I was so amped that I didn't have time to really crash and get that jet lag in me, let alone. So, you know, as long as you're out there, which they have been for uh, ample amount of time, they'll be fine. I don't think the flight's going to be an issue. And, and I don't think Usman's coming off the couch. I, I don't think, I think Volk is the same way. I think these guys train all the time. Like right. this is all they want to do. Right. They, it, they don't, they don't do other stuff. Yeah. It's 2023. It's not like it's 2004 back in the day when Tito Ortiz, they had like fight camps and then they went away and they got to 285 Party pounds and, and got back in. Like, dude, look at everyone at American Time. Look at now. all their social media. They're all in shape. They all had 12 abs. Like all the time, everyone's always in shape. Like it's just, it's, it's a 12 month sport now. It is what it is. Um, guys, great inside, inside by both of you, three fight parlays. There's a lot of stuff to get to. There's a, a couple prelims we haven't even touched on. Hopefully you guys get into it. Three fight parlays. Let's start with the cornerman, Ryan Quinn. Oh, we didn't get off too easy. I mean, we didn't have exact matches, but we still had some, um, <laughs> I too have, uh, well, I have I have Usman as, as an upset pick. Okay. I think that uh, I'm really interested to see round one, um, the game plan that Trevor Whitman has put together for him. And uh, I, I think he's going to be fine in this fight. Um, I'm happy to see him as an underdog. And also, I have um, I have Ikram knocking out Worley Alves as well. <laughs> I think that Worley's guillotine over Kobe Covington is light years away from us. Um, he he's had like one or two wins since then. He hasn't looked good in either his wins or his losses. And Ikram's, you know, on the rise. And then um, in the in in the co-main event or the main event, I'm sorry. I think that I think that Volk gets his revenge. 
I think that the, the fight IQ is going to come through. I think he's in shape. I think that he's going to find ways to score winning situations. He's, uh, he's not going to give up any big points. And you're going to see him win maybe a three to two fight, but it's going to be a solid, yeah, he really won those three rounds type deal. Wow. That kind of, uh, you know, kind of, what is it? Spoiling the lead a little bit on us, the cornerman, Ryan Quinn. Volkanowski winning the main event. I was waiting for us. We really haven't talked about that fight a lot. Wow. Great three fight parlay. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do the odds. I will make, uh, we'll make a poster for this for sure. Usman to win. Ikram KO Volk. That's a, maybe one of the biggest money three five parlays we're going to have huge underdogs and a knockout prop that's going to be mighty mighty big three five parlay l what do you guys for us because we'll go back to your volkanowski pick ryan because i know i think we talked about it yesterday on the fight finance show live uh l and myself both have makochev winning uh the main event so l let's go with your three five parlay and then we'll go back to it i have a i have another disagreement for ryan here in my parlay as well um so for, um, for my first leg, I'm, I'm sticking with Ikram Alaskarov to win by KO, TKO. Um, I actually was playing with a little bit of the, the earlier card, but I decided I want to go with a fully Dagestani parlay. So for my second leg, I actually did agree with you, Ryan. I have uh, Magomed Ankalaev over Johnny Walker. I did toy with the prop with the decision a little bit, but I, unfortunately, I actually think there's uh, uh, this fight can men- end many ways for Ankalaev. Uh, so I feel like the best way to find value here is just with with the money line in the parlay. Um, I know Walker's on a three fight win streak and he's got like wins over Anthony Smith, Paul Craig, Kutilaba, obviously Paul Craig beat Magomed Ankalaev. I kind of call him the champ killer. He's just that triangle. He's gotten lucky with it a couple times. Um, but he's, he, Walker has still been inconsistent and Ankalaev is just, he's so well-rounded. He's so defensively sound on the feet. He struck beautifully with Jan Bohovic. His wrestling is great. As long as he doesn't get caught in some weird scramble and submission with Johnny Walker, I just don't see how Walker beats him. Um, I would lean towards the decision as well, Ryan, but I wasn't confident enough. I'm sticking with the money line. And then for the third leg of my parlay, I actually have Saeed Nurmagomedov over Gafarov. Um, Man, I, I actually like Gafarov Goff, uh, a lot. I, I do think he's a very well-rounded fighter. He can wrestle. He, he has a powerful right hand. He's fought some really good guys in one championship. Um, I do think he has dropped the ball to those better guys like John Lineker. And so I, I feel like he's just not quite at the level to beat a guy like Saeed. We've seen Nurmagomedov against, uh, we've had the pleasure of seeing him against several different styles in the UFC, even in high level opponents like Cody Stamen and, and Douglas da, uh, da Silva Andrade, who I know is a little bit older, but is still like, he's dangerous on the feet. He has phenomenal grappling and Saeed put on an absolute clinic against him and uh, he he did really well um, against Kakramanov as well, who's also a very well uh, well rounded guy. And I think that while Gafarov can wrestle, and I think that would help him in this matchup, I think he's going to be very weary to take those shots because he's going to be worried about that awesome guillotine that Saeed has. He's got guillotine wins over Cody Stamen and Kakramanov, and he's handled those good grapplers as well as those power punchers. I I just I, I think Gafarov is tough, and I don't think he'll necessarily get finished here. Um, but I, I think Saeed with his, his length is going to be a little bit too much. I think Gafarov is actually a little undersized for the division. He, he doesn't look super lean. I feel like he could make flyweight if he was in better shape. And I actually would like to see him there in the future. I'm, I'm interested to see that. 
Um, but I could see Saeed getting the guillotine. I could see him winning a decision. So I'm playing the money line. I think my parlay was somewhere in the plus 300s with those three. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, it's funny you say that because um, Rafael Esparza was on the show yesterday and one of his major props, it's like super fun. He has over six and a half is the money, is the uh, over under wins. Uh, last letter with a V. What? So oh, that that things, yeah. The okay. last name, last letter ends with the letter V. Oh, Six I get it. <laughs> Makhlchev, Ankalaev, all that stuff. And there's a lot of Ankalaev, Dermagomedov. There's a ton of them. So I was like, Alaskarov. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like I, I was like, just right away as soon as he said, like, over. Just, just give me over. Like, you know. So I like that a lot. Dude, okay, Ryan, real quick. So you, like I said, you kind of buried the lead here 20, 20 minutes into the show. So you really have Volkanovski kind of 12 days notice, 13 days notice, coming back, taking the revenge over Makhlchev. Do you just think he really had that momentum? Fifth round, he won the fifth round in a major way, just continues it, striking, grappling, and just continues it and wins. Uh, you, you know, I know you said 3-2. You just think he wins a decision against Makhlchev and he just keeps that momentum going? Man, when when I think about fight IQ, I don't just think about a great game plan to start. You know, that could be the coach doing that and you just being really trusting in your coach, which is fantastic. That's a whole other discipline that we could shake out one day. But when I, I watched that fight again uh, yeah. for the video I did last week and then – he just the in-fight adjustments he makes. Like there was one situation in the second round where he slipped a punch, then slipped back, and I saw he went like, and then he slipped a punch again five seconds later, and immediately put together a combination of body, head, right hand. And I was like, he saw that he went back to it. It's almost like um, it's like a, an NFL team seeing a hole with the yeah. run game and just exploiting it, exploiting it, exploiting it to get a touchdown. And he won the round in a big way. That it, and it was Makachev couldn't adjust until he went back to his corner and they said something. Right. For you to be able to do that on the fly like that, and now he's had eight months. You know, I'm not saying that he's just been training every day for Makachev, but you know, I think he has. I really do. You, I think he's you that can guy. Train those mistakes that you had made in the fight and not make them again, and learn how to score off of those positions. And I think that we're going to see stuff like that. Ryan, and you, I, maybe you heard this and maybe you didn't on the show and all that stuff. One thing I said to L, and I think maybe L, I think you agreed or you're like, oh, maybe you like my take. I and, and I would love your take on my take, Ryan, is I think Alexander Volkanovsky is going to be very aggressive off the bat. And I think that he used his pace. He always uses his pace as a weapon. I don't, I'm not sure that he's going to have that this fight. I don't know if he thinks that his cardio is going to be as good as it was the first time they fought, and his cardio is going to be better than Makhlchev in this fight. So I think he's going to be willing to kind of put it out there, and, and he kind of says that it kind of it was on Embedded. It was on all these shows about, like, he's not afraid of Makhlchev's power. Like, I feel like he's maybe a willing to trade a little bit more and is willing to be – Okay, I'm gonna let's sit in the pocket. Like, let's go. Now I'm gonna throw my best two strikes. I'll take one of yours, but I think I'm gonna throw my two best, especially in the first three, four, five minutes, and see what happens. I think he's gonna be a little bit more aggressive, especially in round one. 
Um, I could see that, and I'll tell you why. It makes me think of, you know, when Robbie Lawler was fighting, he was notorious for throwing away round two. Um, some of these fighters, and it comes to the game plan, the fight IQ. When you throw away these early rounds, it kind of magnifies the game plan of your opponent. So then your, your corner could pick it up. You could pick up patterns your own right. You throw that away, and then you start playing off of that going forward. I mean, I don't think he's going to blow his wad. So, um, like right. like we said, like he didn't cut a whole lot of ways, not cutting down to 45. So, I think it's a fair assessment to say he loses round one because he might be looking to be over-aggressive to throw it away to try to see what he's going to build off of. I do think it's interesting that he was over 180, which isn't yeah. humongous for – I mean, it's a big featherweight, but it's not like – it's like, okay, that makes sense for him to walk around at that. But I do think that tells us something that, like, he wasn't like he he either wasn't training as hard as he normally does or he wasn't like dieting. So and I think it's probably the dieting side because he did drop really fast. I think he dropped to like 167, I think, in like what was like the first several days. So like that's pretty quick, which means you were probably eating a lot of junk. And then, you know, you lost the water and the salt and, and all that in that those first couple of days. You know, I, I do kind of wonder if he is going to have. Like, I do think he trains all the time. I don't think uh, Volkanovsky is a, okay, I don't I don't have a fight, I'm not in fight camp kind of guy. But is he going to be able to push the same pace? That is, that is a question here, you know? Absolutely. All right, guys, UFC 294, Ben and Bananas, officially in the books. Oh, our main guy, Bieber Pavlovich, back in the books. What does he got for us? Uh, Askrov is the most confident but doesn't pay much. Yeah, play the prop. You know, play the prop. KOTKO is plus money, Beaver. That's that's where the money's at. Thank you, Miss L. Dawson, giving us right there what we need. Um, unbelievable. Next week, Ben and Bananas is off. There's no uh, UFC event. We're just going to take a week, slow down. Uh, but the uh, Fight Banana Show live will be live next Tuesday. Beaver goes agreed. Thank you very much, L. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, dude, anything else? I think we absolutely nailed it. I loved you guys's. I love your best bet. Both of yours. I love the Ingram plus 125. And Ryan, I love Ankaliyev a lot on that play. Um, I think we nailed it. Guys, enjoy the show. I've been saying it all week long. Make sure, guys, on the East Coast, prelims 10 a.m. Eastern. The pay-per-view card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you set your plans up now. Call your pizza. Call your wings. Get your drinks. 2 p.m. Eastern time. Ryan, L, any last words on this amazing UFC pay-per-view? Yeah, watch it, guys. Like yeah. if if you're if you're in California and you gotta wake up early, like it's worth it, man. Yeah. It's just a great card. I'm even gonna turn off college football over this stuff. So Whoa. It's, it's a big card. Wow. <laughs> Irish is on fire. They beat the USC this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And there's another Penn State's got a big game too. They're playing, oh, they're Penn State, Ohio State at 12 o'clock. And at two o'clock, that game's not over. <laughs> I love it, guys. Ben and Bananas is done. We'll see you guys in two weeks. I believe it's the Brazil show. Um, Jalton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. Uh, Almeida via the sub. There you go. <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks with Ben and Bananas. Dave and Aukin, Ryan, the quarterman, Quinn, the ruthless one, L. Dawson. We'll see you guys in two weeks. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'.
Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.